Back to Sherry in a second, but I just wanted to talk about my favorite vitamins by Mary Ruth's. I love to have the apricot, peach, and mango vitamin D gummies. They are delicious. And I know everybody has seen all these influencers getting these lymphatic drainage massages. Why not start with an amazing supplement in drop form? The lymphatic drops are also awesome. And I just got some new products that I'm going to try that I'm excited to, um, you know, implement into my diet. And if you guys want a code, it's Mary Ruth. You just go to their website, Mary Ruth Organics. It's an amazing company. It's all vegan, all natural, delicious. Use code Mary Ruth at checkout for a discount. Hey guys, welcome back to Divine Healing by D. Today I have on Martin Coward. He is a prosperity coach for gay, transgender, and bisexual men. His greatest joy comes from guiding his clients and students through their journey of transformation. He was a traditional financial planner and he was frustrated with the results of the planning that he was experiencing. So he was working with brilliant finance professionals and they would do everything to design and implement plans to support clients to achieve their financial goals. But he realized that people still were worried about their finances and money and they still felt powerless. So he's cultivated a rare talent for helping people discover and resolve their inner conflicts and fear-based blocks, limiting their ability to make clear, confident decisions and plan for the future. So he believes the most limiting belief focuses on our money and self-worth. So most of our pain and suffering is based on a big lie we tell ourselves that we're not worthy. So we need a financial planning process and guide to liberate us from the pain of unworthiness. And this is where Martin comes in. So here he is and hope you enjoyed this episode. So what inspired you to get into financial planning for GBTQ men? Well, that's a, a million-dollar question right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that question. Uh, I'll tell you, that's not how I started. I, 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 mm-hmm. I was a time when I, when I was a, a, a traditional wealth manager, financial planner, working with everybody and I and I was in a big firm and I was doing quite well and that all came tumbling down in twenty sixteen when we elected Donald Trump as president. And I went into so much fear and panic. I was in this great big office on the on the forty fourth floor working for a Fortune one hundred firm. And when we elected him president, I went into so much fear that I went from being a top producer to being on the edge of bankruptcy, which is in a matter of of months. And it was in it was in this darkness and in this fear of failure, really I was failing, that I had I had a transformational experience with the help of my with my teacher, and I realized that I was all worried and upset about all the wrong things in life, and I, um, and I surrendered the problem to God and her advice, and I and when I re- when I did that I had a. Uh, an awakening, if you will, an awakening into into spirit, uh, where I was clear about who I am and what I'm here to do. I'm a powerful queer um, gay man with with a lot of power to change the world uh, and creative genius. And I realized at the time that it wasn't my 
my role in the world to help people build financial plans on the external level, which is what I was mm-hmm. doing, but people really wanted financial freedom from their emotional attachments to money, like I had finally gotten when I surrendered. So I realized then that I needed to, to, to pivot and, and, and focus on helping everybody. I didn't start out with gay men. I, started, I was just mm-hmm. working with other people to help them with their their attachments to money, and I call that the scarcity mindset. You know, that that, that it's being it's listening to that voice in our head that tells us we're not good enough, we're not smart enough, we're not mm-hmm. bright enough, whatever. And that's particularly more even more painful for gay men because we were told we're not we're not as good as straight people all our lives. So there's a whole right. lot of bad, there's a whole lot of, of pain and struggle for gay men and 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 trans and trans men as well as uh, bisexual men uh, around their sexual orientation. So as I began to pivot away from traditional financial planning into uh coaching uh and, and I was doing quite well with it. I in, in in this year I stepped up my game and got a coach. I think everybody is an entrepreneur needs to yeah. have a coach. And mm-hmm. I and I pay and I paid an ex- a large amount of money more than I've ever paid for a coach. I'm so glad I did because now they they gave me they helped me see in myself what I was capable of doing, and they also helped me to see who my who I could help the most, and that's and that's and that's gay men. So I began to really get clear and focused on Martin Cowart, spiritual teacher and prosperity mindset coach for gay, transgender, and bisexual men, business leaders. And it, it it really has to do with me following a North Star of creating a world of abundance and prosperity uh, and by showing up with love and gratitude. So living, in, living by that star, I'm on a mission, a real mission to bring, uh, to, to eradicate the world from the scarcity mindset, which says we're not enough, there's not enough resources and all that painful struggle. To the truth, we are. We, the, we're, we come from abundance. There's an abundance of resources. We're powerful when we step into that bu- abundance. We're, we're powerful, creative human beings living with a purpose. And I think for me, um, what I am on a mission to do is to bring other GBTQ leaders into this movement of creating more abundance and prosperity in the world. By showing up and living big, I mean we 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 we've got a lot to offer. We have very unique gifts to bring to the world. So it's about my coaching business is really a, an opportunity for me to create the platform for something much bigger. Hmm. And you're doing a great job. So is that what you call holistic financial planning? It's like connecting to spirit. Uh, like, well, I'm not what really, is your message? I, I'm no lo- I'm no longer. A, you're probably looking at my old website for some information, which is out of date, and I'm getting a new one. So apologize for mm-hmm. some misleading. I'm no longer mm-hmm. a financial planner. Okay. Uh, I work. I I work with financial planners per se, being the, the traditional. Ex, and I think they're, they're necessary, but I I would say financial planning. Those models are the external solutions to the issue. I work on the internal conflicts. So mm-hmm. I might couple with what I do is I have a business partner that I actually I, I he was on my my live broadcast last week. His name is Scott Zuckerman, and he does the external types of plans for my clients, and I do the internal. I, I help them resolve their internal conflicts. 
Interesting. So I wanted to ask about parents. Like, where do our the parents of your clients really come into developing the scarcity mindset? Do you is that like a common theme you find when you speak to I them? Think the I think I think the scarcity mindset has been the common theme uh, for the last two thousand years. Mm-hmm. We have grown up. It, 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 it grows up out of our shadow, and it's the, it's kind of the old male-dominated way of seeing the world of needing to take control and power over others to dominate. It, it has a. It, it's based on a false narrative that there's a finite number of resources, including money, mm-hmm. and I need to go out and earn or do any whatever it takes to get my fair share so I can have a good life and be happy. And, 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 you know, and th- so then you begin to rationalize bad behavior and then even blatantly bad behavior like we know we saw so flagrantly in the, the last – the Trump administration. I mean, talk about somebody who was drunk on power and money, Donald yeah. Trump and his cronies. And so we all know how painful and destructive that was. So I, I believe that during the pandemic and during his administration, we went through somewhat of a collective dark night of the soul, if you will, where all of us realized – that old way of thinking, that old way of being, that old scarcity economy is just too painful and destructive and not true. So as we've gone into what I call the post-pandemic abundance economy, which is mm-hmm. much more closer to the truth of how the world really operates, we're in a position for all of us to become Oprah Winfrey, all of us to become, all of us to create empires worth $2.7 billion. When Oprah, when Oprah, Oprah and I are the same age, and we and we and we both grew up in the rural South, and she a poor black girl, and me a fairly privileged white boy, and uh, and she literally created a two point seven billion dollar enterprise for the betterment of others out of thin air, and that's what we're here to yep. do. You know, I call that gold dust. You know, we there is gold. We breathe and we breathe gold dust in the world. <laughs> I like that. So aim really and high. You're so, saying aim high. Yeah, it's like, you know, yeah. once you let go of the old, and, and, it, and it, it may sound a little woo-woo, but the reality of the world is we are spiritual beings living a physical existence. So yeah. all of our power is in our spiritual nature, if you will. That's not woo-woo enough for me. I mean, this is the show is all about <laughs> woo-woo. Give me all the woo-woo. <laughs> I wanted to bring up something. I don't know your, um, it's also about scarcity mindset. If we're going to bring up Trump, let's bring up unemployment. So unemployment kind of, I think, feeds the scarcity mindset in a way, no? I don't think, I don't, I don't, no, I don't think that they're related at all, really. The scarcity, Mm. I mean, the scarcity mindset is like, we, the, we needed the government to step in and help people who couldn't make pay money. There's plenty of right. money. So the, the mm-hmm. idea of I'm not really quite sure what the answer what you're asking me, but the reality is is that we need a government that has the the large the largeness to be able to to help its community in times of trouble. And and during the pandemic, right. people need, need needed money and they needed to buy, to pay basic supplies and basic needs. And the government stepped in and extended unemployment benefits and made that money available to all of us. I mean, I certainly got some money from, the, from, 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 
from the Biden administration uh, mm-hmm. to help me out with my business. And I think that was very good. I yeah. think, um, I mean, I think everybody, I would, I would be in favor of everybody in the country receiving some form of, 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 of the government. We pay the government and our taxes yeah. out of what we create to create programs for the benefit of all of us, whether that's, whether that's uh, uh, employment benefits when, we, when we're out of work, whether that is help with medication and medical supply, which I think is important, whether that's, it, whether that's education. But we are a very prosperous and abundant country, and there's mm-hmm. no reason why we cannot – that every human being living in our country can't get good health care, good food, healthy food, education – with our tax dollars, we pay for that. It's not like it's not like some kind of some kind of. We're not asking for anything for free. We're asking mm. for the opportunity okay. to in, to empower ourselves with with knowledge and wisdom and good health, so we can be more prosperous in the world. And that's okay. I, so it, 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 I, like that. Like, I like that. It's not like capitalism is good or bad, or socialism is good or bad. It has nothing to do with with those things. Actually, a capitalistic, socialistic economy is what what would work, but they will work specifically. I don't care if you which side you're on the right or the left. It's a, it's a mindset. If you if it doesn't matter if you're on the right side or the left side of the equation, if you're coming from a scarcity mindset, it's going to create pain and struggle. If you shift to an abundance mindset, which is the truth, left or right, Capitalism, socialism works beautifully. I see. Okay. What I was trying to get at was a lot of people just took the unemployment and became comfortable with it and obviously did not go out and try to get jobs or work for jobs. They just took it and accepted that they're like that. I don't have any, I don't have any, any I don't know I don't know what that what you're basing that on I have no evidence that that's true that people didn't go out and look for jobs they they weren't able to go out and look for jobs I don't think people who are unemployment are complacent uh, I think people who are unemployment are are trying their best to get ahead uh, I just don't okay. believe that people on welfare and people getting food food stamps are are lazy and don't care that's just not something I think that's that's that is a scarcity mindset. Right. Yeah, I could say it could bring it out in a way. Well, it might trigger people who live in the space right. of your mindset blame, yeah. to blame those people on that. Yes, I would agree mm-hmm. with that. But yeah. that's, yeah, they're going to blame others. But, you know, the reality is, is that um, there's plenty of uh, plenty of money to be to be shared, and it, it just goes back into the economy. It doesn't. It mm-hmm. doesn't. It doesn't take anything away. You know, by by keeping right. money flowing, in the economy it helps everybody. The people, the the restaurants, the food suppliers, the everybody. Money is money should be in flow. Money should be an expression of love, not love a, not not a weapon. But this is this is the issue. People are traumatized by money. We're mm-hmm. all traumatized by money in this country because all of us grew up with money being used as a weapon of reward and punishment in some form. Mm, 
particularly gay people. Yeah. Like if you're, I mean, I can tell you countless stories where parents have cut their kids off because they came out, wow. kicked them out of the house, cut off their funds to go to college, and so money is a painful commodity in their lives. And and you might think, and so we that's the conflict we live in. We we have the servant of God. Which I had more money, I could be happy. But on the internal side, we were so traumatized by money, we're afraid of it and don't want anything to do with it. That's the internal conflict I'm talking about. We have money has to, we have to change our relationship to money so that money becomes an expression of love and, and, and resource. Well said. So what are the so how could we do that? What are the easiest tips to start with, just to change your mentality? Uh, I would say. The first thing I would do is always begin to practice self-love. Mm-hmm. And I mean that get to know your divine self through meditation and prayer, contemplative prayer. Um, I would, I, that, that is the first step, I think, to really getting to know your authentic power. Gay, straight, doesn't matter. It's going in and getting to know your divine nature, your, authentic, your powerful nature. And establishing that loving relationship, that's the first step I think everyone needs to do. Once you, get, once you establish that and you get to really know who you are authentically, mm-hmm. you're a powerful, creative human being with all the power in the world. Within you, We are co-creators of the universe. Everything changes. So the mm-hmm. first thing is always to begin to meditate and begin to develop a really intimate relationship with the divine, with life and the world, and love and accept everything as it is. Okay, beautiful. Would you think that people should also, this is what I've been told by multiple healers, that they should be more comfortable with spending money and not saving as much? Um. I don't think it has anything to do with either one of those things. Okay. I think it has to do more with, again, one, living within your means. Mm-hmm. Yes, important. Living within your means, not spending more than you make. Right. Yes, I think when we save money, when we put money aside and have a, have begin to create some equity in our lives, I think that's a healthy way. I also mm-hmm. think one of the best ways to over, overcome um, a, a scarcity is by being generous. Mm, by being generous yeah. with what you have, by being generous with your time, your talents, and your treasures with other people. Uh, and I think that's another way to begin to over overcome uh, scarcity because you, you you give away because you've got plenty and you give that away to others. So it would be practicing a generosity. I think gratitude is one of the things we, that's very helpful to begin to shift mindset because you can't you can't experience fear and gratitude at the same time. So right. scarcity is a fear-driven energy. It comes out of the fear, I'm not going to have enough, I'm not enough, and all that's fear-driven and it's painful. It makes us feel shame. The way to sort of – the antidote to that is a gratitude, a gratitude journal, beginning to keep a gratitude journal around um, – the things you're grateful for, and include the thing, and, and, and include in that gratitude journal. Make it a gratitude and a generosity journal. Mm. These are the opportunities I had today to be generous. Maybe it was just buying a homeless person a cup of coffee and having spending five minutes and listening to his story or her story on the sidewalk. You know, 
that's generous. You're being generous with your time and your money because that's all people want is they want to be they want to be they want to be noticed. They want to be heard. They want to be seen. Yeah, very true. Very very true. Do you do you have a story of a client that you probably first met and you said, I don't know if I could help them or this could be a little bit hard, but you did and you were surprised. Do you ever have that experience? Um. I think I'm trying to think if I've had that experience. Um, or yeah, any some like ho- fun story. Yeah, some any clients, fun. some yeah. clients, some clients really like being a victim of of scarcity. Mm, okay. You know, and they just they just want to wallow in their own self pity, mm. and <clears throat> there's not much I can do to help them. That's, that's, the, that's the thing. And what happens to me as a coach and as a manager is that I go into my shadow mode of rescue and I want to try to save them and fix them and I can't do that. And that becomes very expensive. So that's where I go, where I go into shadows sometimes with people and trying, I, I'm so frustrated because they can't see their own, their own sabotager. They're, they're sabotaging mm-hmm. themselves. can't see it. And I want to go in there and just snatch them up and say, would you just, and just shake them sometimes. But you that that doesn't work. It, it, it right. only backfires. People angry, but um, but yeah. And, and as I've gotten more mature as a coach, I now know how to meet people where they are, and spend a little more time he- helping them see their own. They've got to see the sabotager in themselves. They've got to see how they got to see the lie for themselves. They've got to see how they're in their own prison. I can't really. All I can do is help ask them enough questions about the truth. Uh, like, is it true that you're not a good coach? Is it true you're not smart enough? Is it true because you're gay you have to work harder? And I can kind of bombard their ego-thinking mind with enough inquiry questions into the truth that they get frustrated and sometimes anger, angry and want to move either upward into mm-hmm. a higher level of consciousness or they want to retreat and run away. Hmm. I see. But isn't – shouldn't – I'm sure that you get to the part where you want to – Suggest that they see a psychiatrist or a doctor for those issues, correct? No, I'm not a psychiatrist nor a doctor. I, I do shadow work. Right, 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 uh, and right. Think, but... Yeah, and I think sometimes I think sometimes they need to let go of, the, like for for example, psychiatrists who get who give mm-hmm. tons and tons of drugs away. I, I think that I think that's a I think that's almost criminal in my in my mind because mm. they seem to be very good at getting people on all these heavy duty drugs, but which I think could be very helpful for a temporary time to, to relieve some pain. I've certainly been on them, but they also be, <coughs> need to realize that those drugs are powerful, and they need to wean them off, and they need to help them get you know really solve the problem at their core and which is a self which is always going to be a self-worth issue in some way and i'm not saying that there are sometimes situations that are beyond my control that are that right. truly are need need psychiatric help but most of the time psychi- psych- drugs and psychiatry are t- highly overrated mm, yeah yeah but talk therapy is very helpful do your clients come to you with kind of like a background in different like spiritual modalities? Like they said, oh, I've tried this before. I've tried this before. Of course, or do they just, yeah. Is, yeah, it's, 
it's it's across the gamut. Every some people, awesome. you know, and and I have to I have to always meet my clients wherever they are on that spiritual mm-hmm. spectrum. Uh, and, we, and growing up in this in, in a in a country that's been pretty fundamentalist Christian, that's right. It's not in all spheres. It's done great damage in disconnecting people from the divine. You, I've got you. Got to be careful with language. Like the word God can be a trigger for a lot of people, so they might prefer something like the word the universe or mm. like one of my favorite reality as it is. So you've got to always meet people where they are on their spiritual journey so that you can become relatable. I see. Is there anything that they've all done that they've said, oh, like this has been helpful for me, like anything like a common practice you've heard? I bet it's meditation. Well, always (laughs) people who have, anyone who's got a solid meditation or contemplative prayer practice, because that's the truth, they'll find that that's, that's when they've had the most sense of well-being, uh, mm. you know, emotional. When they've got a they've got a rock solid uh, meditation practice, morning power practice. Yeah, I would I would think so. Like, of course. Mm-hmm. So, what's your favorite part of your job? Oh, that's a good question. Let me think about that for a second. I think my favorite sure. part of my job, the one of the most fulfilling is when people get a breakthrough, when people really see the truth of who they are, when they really, when gay men see that they really are powerful, creative men uh, who have who have a lot of creative genius hidden in their sexuality, really, in their sexual in their sexual excitement, in that raw sexual energy. Oh, everybody, that's where our creative genius is. It's in that raw sexual energy, whether you're straight or gay, it doesn't really matter. But for mm-hmm. gay men, because we've been taught that that sort of raw sexual energy is taboo, when you feel it, make it go right. away. When you, when they realize that that's the energy I need to plug into right. yeah. to inspire me to be creative. And I don't mean to have sex. I need to be creative and bring my creative genius into, into, into full power and create something really big in the universe. When they really get that, and had that transformational experience. That's the most. That's the most fulfilling thing for me. I love that. Have you had um, <clears throat> sorry, a lot of clients who went to conversion camps? Okay. I have none that went to conversion camps. Oh, interesting. I've I never. Curious. I'm trying to think. I have a. I I I, I have had friends and I've worked with men, but not clients. Uh, mm. Who've been through therapy, and uh, but I've never like personally coached anybody that's been in that that I'm aware of. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So, what's next for you, Martin? What's next for the business? Well, that's a very I love that question, and I just actually <laughs> wrote a, wrote a blog about that. Is what What are you going to do in this abundance economy? Yeah. And for me, I mean, I have a mission in the world. I'm living, I, I live, my mission is to create a world of abundance and prosperity by showing up with love and gratitude. And one of the things that I've realized for myself is I've got, if I want to, if I want to create something of, of, of significance and big, I need to think of myself as the number one, as the key asset, as the key creator of that. And for me, it's to create a seven million dollar enterprise, and I have to, and I see myself 
today as a $7 million CEO creating a $7 million enterprise for the benefit of others, to bring other people into this world of abundance and prosperity. And uh, I, I'll tell you where that – this is going to sound really strange, I'll say, but recently I these LGBTQ asylum seekers in Kenya have come mm-hmm. into my orbit for my help. And for me, the, te- the teachings of the laws of abundance and prosperity are universal. They are they're as universal law, and they apply. Those principles apply whether you're living, whether you're the CEO of an American corporation trying to move your company into abundance and prosperity, or you're the leader of the LGBTQ asylum seekers living in Kenya in a refugee camp, leading your people into the world of abundance and prosperity. And so I've gotten since they've come into my orbit, it is, my my business has exploded into something so much bigger wow. and so much more significant than I ever thought it would be. And I'm going to Kenya um, in, in a couple of weeks to get to know these, get to meet the leader, get to know them, take some things they need over there, and really be able to see the situation from their eyes. I mean, right now I see everything from the eyes of a Westerner as a, as an American. And I think for me to be able to be a bigger impact and to be more resourceful, I need to go over and experience what the world looks yeah. like through their That sounds so cool. I'm really excited for you. Oh, I'm excited, too. I was on the phone this morning talking with a, a trans a, a trans woman named Joseph, and who's who's a wonderful, beautiful man, and uh, and then a fellow named Abba, who is a leader who's in my twelve month coaching program that I gave a scholarship to, and I'm going to go over and spend some time with them, help them build their brand, help them look, at, and I'm connecting with people who do e-commerce because there's so much they don't know. I mean, they live in a refugee yeah, camp. So. They're not restricted to those those boundaries. There's there's all mm-hmm. kinds of ways for them to begin to make money on the internet. And so that's that's, but I don't know what that is. So that's 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 kind of my current mission is to help liberate them enough to begin to be empowered to be to to really empower themselves and make a big shift in the way they live in that in that in Africa really. It's amazing. I'm really excited for you, and I wish you all the best of luck. Can you tell everybody where to find you if they'd like to work with you? And do some fan mail, maybe. <laughs> I I will tell you, the best and the easiest way to find me is on Facebook or LinkedIn under my name, Martin Coward. If you look up Martin Coward on Facebook or you look up Martin Coward on LinkedIn and, and, and ask me to be your friend or send me a direct message and tell me you want to get to know me, I would love that. If you're oh. part of the gay if you if you want to if you really I also have a, a Facebook group called Financial Heart Space for Gay, Transgender, and Bisexual Men, where I do a lot of free uh, workshops and give a lot of free free coaching in that to help build and that and that and that Facebook group is really designed for it's a safe sacred place for GBTQ business leaders to really step up and begin to play big. And, and like me, quit, I mean, I saw myself as a $100,000 uh, asset trying to create a million dollars for my own benefit, and that was painful. And then I realized, and I think a lot of people are doing that, and so if I can help liberate my tribe, if you will, my people, to seeing themselves as 
as as bigger as as big as they truly are, mm-hmm. with with a mission of real purpose and significance that's big, seven, eight, ten, hundred million dollar businesses. That's how we need to be thinking in the world yeah. today in this abundance. And that's so if you're if that's you if you're if you're one of those entrepreneurs or intrapreneurs, meaning you're you're mm-hmm. you're a visionary within another corporate environment supporting that mission. You can come join me over in our Facebook group, Financial Heart Space for Gay, Transgender, and Bisexual Men. And there's all sorts of, of uh, and that's the way to really connect with me and get get to know me and let me get to know you and and, and really put some some real opportunity to, to for growth and for change. And then I have, of course, I have my paid programs as well. But I like to get people get people to know me and go through some kind of transformational experience. Then to, then and then sign up for the paid programs that I have. Uh, in the future, I rarely talk about those because they're kind of high ticket, and I and I and I'd rather get to know you through the, the 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 Facebook group, and you get to know me, and then we can help figure out what it is that my paid programs would really help you accomplish. But I think everybody needs a coach in some way, and that's why I offer Absolutely. free coaching and teaching through that through that Facebook group. Okay. Sounds good, Martin. Thank you so much for coming on. We'll be in touch. Good luck with everything. Have fun in Kenya. (laughs) Okay. Thank you for inviting me to be on your show. I enjoyed it. So if you know me, I love to discover new wellness activities, and I found the perfect one that would make a great girls' night out, guys' night out, uh, great for date night, gift. We have Mother's Day coming up. We have Father's Day coming up. Like This is the best gift to get. So it's basically you're going to be floating in a tank with beautiful stars on top and the tank is filled with 1,000 pounds of Epsom salt. It has so many health benefits. It's great for stress, depression, anxiety. It's great for blood circulation and just great pain management. It's really fun to do. It's so relaxing. You'll take the best nap of your life. And they've been so kind to give a discount for my listeners so if you mention Davina or the podcast divine healing by d you'll get your first session for 59 dollars. that's about 30 percent off it's not going to be the first only time you're going to go you're going to just love to go after one time so just go to lift huntington and mention my name to get your first session for 59 dollars. and let me know how it is and how much you love it i'm sure you will Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I just wanted to give you a friendly reminder. If you like what you're listening to, if you like my content, if you like my podcast episodes, really appreciate ratings on Apple, reviews, subscribe, share to your friends, family, anyone you really think would benefit it. And thank you always for the support.